The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson here with Brady Quinn and Lays Dusable. This is going to be your favorite midweek off the rails show. Um, but you know, Monday is kind of a big deal. Or are we calling it a Brady? I don't think we're calling it a Brady Quinn football show. What about uh, Brady Quinn Tuesdays? Tuesdays oh. with Tuesdays with Brady. Tuesdays <laughs> with Brady. Tuesdays. Tuesdays is dope. I like that. Um, like that. My name is Keep It Tuesdays. I like that. <laughs> so we're gonna get to the Aaron Rodgers injury and talk about that at length. I mean, like, I mean, it sucks. Look, it just sucks. It sucks. It's the worst. Uh, I mean, I think it hits home. Uh, you know, both of you guys have like you know cl- close or tangential connections to either Aaron Rodgers or or the Jets. I mean, very close connections depending on how you want to look at it. Obviously, you see the Jets helmets <laughs> behind twos there. Uh, I mean, Monday night was a bummer. It was you know it was it was crazy because it was. Um, such a wild game in and of itself, and yet the injury happens. Before we get there, though, um, we do have to rewind to last week's show, at which point uh, Dews noted that uh, Brady and I should have some kind of bet for the NC State-Notre Dame game correctly. Uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, Notre Dame was a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I decided to make the bet who wins. Not that it mattered because Notre Dame covered pretty covered handily. <laughs> it was like a really close game late in the third quarter. And it ended up with us getting our butts kicked badly. Yeah, it all started with a hot dog at halftime and an Audric Estime 80-yard touchdown run. Oh the rest is history. So. Yeah, but it wasn't halftime. There was a giant lightning delay because our, <laughs> our, brand new 50, our, our brand new $50 million scoreboard got struck by lightning. Although the, the school the school reached out, they like they like they told a bunch of like reporters in the press box, they're like, that, that is technically incorrect. It was uh, yeah, short-circuited exactly. due to weather concerns. It was like, that's lightning, mofos. Like, you got like find a power cord got struck by lightning. The scoreboard didn't get struck. What Whatever the case, when we're in a light, when we're in a lightning delay and the scoreboard, the brand new fifty million dollars scoreboard is malfunctioning, I can tell you, having rooted for this team for a long time, what's happening when we come out of the break and bang bang eighty yard touchdown run? Real quick, did anyone try to use a photo you took of that lightning strike in the scoreboard? Did anybody try to use it? What do you mean? 
Like use a photo or ask permission to use anything that you posted. Oh, right, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We, Fox we used well. We used it Saturday in the pregame show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got. Was t- uh, Randy Brickley texting me? He was like, "Did that really happen?" I was like, "Yeah." Um, uh, ESPN reached out. Was like, "Can we use this?" The weather, some weather channel reached out and use this. And then FS1 was like, "Can we use it?" I was like, "Only if Brady Quinn does the postgame show in a in a, in, a, in an NC State hat." And Brady comes in and replies to the tweet and goes, "You do not have permission." <laughs> and there were a bunch of people like who I, I don't think knew that Brady and I like I mean are friends and like we do this podcast and they were like legend move. By Brady Quinn, like flying in. So, fast forward to today, um, and I lost the bet. Mm. And I said, I, I said, if NC State won, I if NC if NC, I don't care what the bet was. Brady was wearing like a Wolfpack hat or something like on the show, which is, I mean, really, frankly, it was gonna be a pain in the butt. This is really like a long, long con for me to get a Brady Quinn jersey. Um, and Brady's like, "What's your address? I'm gonna mail this to you. Get this mail to you." I was like, "Wow, that was really fast paying off this bet." I was like, "Will you sign it?" You know, then we can we can uh, and Brady did sign it and he sent me the jersey and as you can see here it says Brinson sucks go Irish Brady <laughs> Quinn number it. ten I, I love this, it this made my day when I opened up I got I got this package in the mail yesterday um, of course you got here on time and because you guys like reverse double covered uh, Brady is requiring me to chug a beer on the show that's how it goes okay. on this show on our show when you lose a bet as bad as Will does. You have to chug a beer. That's how I don't it know is. if I'm allowed to show that. Huh? Yeah, a little That's highlight. The good stuff right there. But because in lieu of the old Tuffy, we do have an old Tuffy pint glass. Old Tuffy, man. Let's see it. Let's see it. All right. Why don't you talk about Aaron Rodgers and the injury while I. Um, Brady, would you say this Can, is like the worst, the, like the most. Would you, it's you the most are, devastating injury to a professional athlete. At least in my lifetime, as far as the hype building up to it, uh, I mean, Hard Knocks was able to capitalize off this. Well done, Will. Uh, everything <laughs> involved. The Jets, their aspirations. I looked at him as a playoff Super Bowl contender team. I, I think you just felt like maybe he was kind of reborn there, the way Hard Knocks portrayed him and the media portrayed him. There was just so much hype coming into it. And it, it would have been one thing if it was like the end of the first game, but four plays? I mean, four plays? Will, you okay over there, buddy? Yeah, yeah, just not used to chugging beer at two. Campaign of beers at two. The struggle is real right now. That's because you're a beta. The struggle is real. You're going to lose a lot of bets. We're going to work on you chugging beers throughout the course of the season. I mean, if if I have to chug a bunch of beers, I mean, like you did, you did like have to donate eight thousand dollars to charity last year because the Jets wouldn't or seven thousand five. Okay, it was five, and I voluntarily did that. I know. Um, I'll put put it this way: I was in New York for the game. I was there on behalf uh, for a charity, and. I'll put it this way. Like it was a Tiger Woods charity event. Tiger was up on stage. There's other professional golfers there. Ricky Fowler, uh, Justin Thomas, uh, Will Zaltoris, Michael Strahan was hosting it. It was really, really cool. The injury happened. And it was one of those deals where like you saw everyone in the crowd start checking their phone. Like, Whoa. I mean, you're talking about like people in close proximity having Q and a talking with Tiger Woods, like, Tiger Woods greatest of all time. And like, everyone's distracted by this. And people were like, um, as soon as that, that portion ended, they get up, they go to the bar, they start drinking, and they're like, what the hell just happened? This is the life of a Jets fan in a nutshell, basically. That was the gist I got from it. Yeah, Brady, and to speak about that, there's actually a saying that Jet fans have. It's, we can't have nice things. Like, that's literally, that's what Jet fans always say. We, we, we can't, can't have, nice, have things. nice things. And to your point, I mean, it felt like Aaron Rodgers was reborn in New York, right? We saw 
him have a flow of energy that we haven't seen in the last few years. I mean, we saw him at, you know, the Taylor Swift concerts with, with his teammates. We saw him at, you know, musical plays on Wicked. Broadway. Yeah. yeah, on Broadway with his teammates. We saw him at different sporting events. He had a real nice relationship with Sauce Garner, and it was really dope because we actually talked about this on last week's show. We, we we saw what Matt Stafford's wife said with about him and the young players in that team, but it seemed like it was the total opposite of Aaron Rodgers. Like he really like was infused with energy with his youthful teammates. You saw Sauce Gardner get him a chain. He's rocking a chain in the weight room and everything. So we saw a new version of Aaron Rodgers where last year when he was in Green Bay and there was complaints about the young receivers not getting the hand signals, you know, not having continuity with their quarterback. It was the opposite in New York. He was there the entire offseason, not only on the field, but off the field with his teammates. So he brought a new, you know, new life around the New York Jets um, organization, I would say. So like Brady said, for it to end in four plays, right, it, it's gut-wrenching is, is the word that comes to mind, right, for, for I, I would New say York a lot team. of people's prom night probably was similar, you know, ended, ended way too way too soon, you know. That's a good analogy. Four minutes really in. Four minutes yeah. in. <laughs> Jeez. Or, uh, but yeah, yeah you, you feel first and foremost for Aaron, right, because coming out of the dark, uh, there was rumors that he could retire. He even kind of talked about that. Uh, but then he found an influx of energy. And, and we know that Green Bay paid, played a motivational part in that process as well. He wanted to prove that he could still be that guy that won back-to-back MVPs and the continuity that he brought with his teammates. You just feel for him, especially being 39. And, Brady, you can speak to this. Like, as you get older, man, it's hard to come back from injury, especially in the Achilles at 39. He's turning 40 in December. Um, so you just feel for him. You feel for the Jets, right? Because they put they went all in to get Aaron Rodgers. Like this team was based off what Aaron Rodgers could do for this team this year because he got a championship type defense. We saw Brees Hall, right? We were wondering where he was at. I mean, he looked he explosive looks Monday night, right? And he only touched the ball eleven times. So imagine what about Garrett Wilson. Once, yeah, <laughs> imagine when he's and then Garrett Wilson, the superstar on the outside. So it was all based on Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback. So. You feel gutted for them? I mean, heck of a job in the circumstances for that team to come together and, and win that game versus a divisional foe who a lot of people have won in the AFC East. But uh, one would think that, like the, the expectations have to be drastically different with Rodgers not being a quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Will, you, Will, you can probably speak to that. I mean, what is the win-loss total number now for the rest of the season? I believe it's at least three games less. Is that what I what yeah. I saw? Yeah, Close so like sports science projections, bef- when the injury happened, like if Rodgers was out for the season, because there was buzz like during that, um, like during the game, it was like his cap. They didn't know. They didn't you. know. Gotcha. They didn't know, but it was, it was like, I mean, Adam Schefter got on there at halftime and like speculated, right? I mean, like nobody knew, but. I, I reached out to someone Monday night. I, I told someone who I was close to who's in this world that does that for a job. And I say, hey, this is what I've been told. They're just going to confirm it tomorrow with it. But much like the ACL right. test, you can do you do the same thing for an Achilles. You know when it's ruptured. You know when it, they, they knew. Right, right. They just didn't they, know like, yeah, like yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they they did the they did the the X rays and they're negative and the Jets tweet that out. But it's like he like was in a walking boot. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. R- right. You can exactly. only see that on MRI. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the, the but I was saying the immediate um, projection reaction was that it went from. A nine point six wins down to five, down to four point nine, and like a sixty wow, percent. Oh yeah, huge! A sixty percent chance of making the playoffs down to a four percent, five percent chance. Uh, now after the win, 
that went up to like 15%, I think, just because you get that win against the Bills. That's a big yeah, one. Yeah, you got 16 games left, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah it's a big yeah, yeah. divisional win. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, I mean, the difference is like at least three games in terms of what the expectation yeah, I think is. Yeah, it was Rogers like 6.9 after. Yeah, 9.6 to 6.9. And then like, yeah. yeah, 60% to make the playoffs down to like 12% or 15% or something like that. So a huge yeah. swing. Yeah, and I think the question that everyone's wondering now, like, hey, what now? What do you do now? Robert Sala comes out. He says, hey, Zach Wilson's our guy. I listened to that, and I think the first words before that was like they're going to evaluate, you know, what's out there. And, and I think there's there's a couple thoughts here. Do you bring in a guy like Matt Ryan, who I think would make a lot of sense? You know, he said he's officially not retired. I think you look at last year in Indianapolis and go, that was a dumpster fire. He could come in. He could operate within the system. He's been in West Coast before. He's a smart guy. He could end up being the guy, I think, coming out of the bye week probably if you make this decision relatively soon. Um, or there's the other thought of, can we go trade for someone? Do you go for a Jameis Winston? Do you go for a Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis where maybe you've got a team that's willing to part ways with their backup and you don't have to give up that much to get them because you feel like that's where our team's at right now. And Andy Dalton you know, from Carolina or something like that. And, and sure, sure. I mean, again, um, you know, the, the, you're evaluating all those different potential possibilities, right? Uh, I do think this presents a really – this is something that like, many people have talked about, maybe because they're not really excited about it, but – Look, let's just assume that Zach Wilson's the guy, at least for the short term, maybe even long term rest of the season. The good thing for the Jets is this will give you clarity on the situation. Yeah. Like, this is not how you want the season to go. It wasn't. Yeah, for sure. But to be honest with you, like, the fact of keeping Zach Wilson there and they, they keep talking about development, all this stuff, it's like, dude, you got to make a decision on his fifth year option after the season. How can you do that if he's riding the bench? Guess what? He's not riding the bench anymore, he's your starter. And so you now get an opportunity to let him play this season. Maybe he plays well. Maybe he's grown. Rodgers has taught him a lot. He's going to hang around, continue to mentor him. Maybe he helps you, you know, Zach Wilson continue to mature into the player you thought he was. And you get, you get to the end of the season, you say, look, Rodgers is back. He's going to be healthy for the next year or two. We're going to roll with that, but we're going to extend Zach because we feel about, you know, good about his upside, and we can work out an extension or a long-term deal with him, whether that's through pick up the fifth-year option and extension or however they work that out. But that's one that's one point of clarity you will find with the Zach mm. Wilson situation. And look, and if you play him this year and things fall by the wayside, you can move on. There's no reason to keep him around and let him continue to keep developing. You kind of know where he's at at this point. I think you, you cut bait at that point, and you don't have to pick up his fifth-year option. He's got a year left. Maybe you trade him or just flat-out release him, whatever the case is. But that was one like lingering thing that I never really understood going into this season because sure. you got Tim Boyle. He knows the system. He was with Rodgers in Green Bay. And, and now the fact that they're even contemplating bringing in another veteran quarterback, it already kind of tells you maybe where their head's at on this. And so at least that's the one saving grace I think the Jets have is it's either going to work or it's not with Zach Wilson. And by the end of this year, you kind of know, and that situation clears itself up. So I, I, we threw out Matt Ryan. We were t Pete threw out Matt Ryan yesterday on yesterday's show. And I mean, look, he makes it makes sense. But also, like, dudes, I mean, watching that, like, Rodgers, Rodgers had three dropbacks on four snaps and was pressured on and hit on all three of them, including the one where you know it's I mean it's wet turf, you know, et cetera. Like, do you? I mean. And Zach Wilson was not exactly in clean pockets all night. Like, you know, like, I mean, what, I mean, I mean, and now he, he vacates him and he runs around a bunch, but I'm just saying yeah. like, like you, yeah, I mean, like he's, he's not afraid to, he's not afraid to jump over it. But, but I, my point is just like, is that offensive line good enough to work with a Matt Ryan who is, you know, is Pete was trying to say throughout that Matt Ryan's really mobile, which and I'm not trying to like, he's more mobile than I am. 
um, obviously, but he's our colleague. I'm not trying to dog him. I'm just saying, yeah, like, exactly. as an older veteran quarterback, you're going to bring so, him in behind that offensive line. Is that going to work? So, so this was my question to Pete yesterday. Me and Pete were on Spotlight, and we had this discussion. And, Brady, I brought up the names you brought up. Jameis Winston made a lot of sense. Gardner Minshew. I just don't think the Colts will be willing to part ways with him because we already saw Anthony Richardson kind of get banged up at the end of that first game. That game. So, if you're the Colts, like, we're not letting Gardner Minshew go for anything less than a third-round pick right now because we don't know if Anthony – well, you got to think about it. If, if Anthony Richardson goes down, who's the backup quarterback? Don't tell, don't, you, John, don't tell John you, you Brees cross, that. Yeah, yeah, you cross that bridge. Sam Ellinger's there, but you cross that bridge when you get there, right? And I, I think I they feel that. good enough about Sam to keep three and they're active. So you'd have to imagine they feel pretty good. Like teams who only have two on their active roster, you're not even talking to them because they're That's not going to give saying, up their yeah. backup. Yeah. But like, you know, honestly, it would be funny. And, and, and someone's mentioned this this season. And after week one, like no one's going to buy into this. But it's like Purdy played so well week one. It's like, oh, it's going to be Purdy. Well, why was it Purdy? It's hurt. And like Sam Darnold goes in there and plays really well. People would be like, hey, man, we should have, let's bring back that Sam Darnold guy. We're like, well, wait a second. We haven't drafted him and traded him away. Like, that's not going to happen. That would be but, hilarious. Right, right. But, but like, that'd but, be another uh, person that I'd say, hey, would you be willing to give Sam Darnold, bring him back in this system, this offense? I don't know that if that's would, would, would be hilarious. Weird. But, but this is my thing. He was talking about Matt Ryan being more mobile than Jameis. I was like, I know he's our, our you know, co worker and teammate, but. Just, Pete, are you watching the same film that I've been watching for the Indianapolis Colts last year? Well, he but, is, but, but he can't see as well. So that's more of the issue with that, right? <laughs> it's the same film, but he can't see as well. <laughs> but getting, dicky, getting to the offensive. Dickie V dunk. Now that I've got, I've got control yeah. of my soundboard again. That was the Dickie V, <laughs> the Dickie v dunk anytime somebody slams somebody. Yeah, but getting to the offensive line, uh, one thing they did really well yesterday is they blocked their tail off in the run game. And I think going forward, that is going to be the key for this Jets offense, right? They're going to minimize putting the game in Zach Wilson's hands. Now, Garrett Wilson is special on the outside, and if you do get him in one-on-one situations, like yesterday, give him an opportunity. Now, that wasn't a great, you know, fade ball by, by Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson, but it was a heck of a play by Garrett Wilson. But the offensive line, I heard a lot of people talk about, like, you know, they struggled. But if you look at the two plays where there was cut blocks, those are designated cut blocks for the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands on a three-step, right? And if yeah. you look at the film, I think Aaron didn't throw the ball where he got hurt because there was a, a middle hole linebacker right there, right in the middle of the field. And he was worried about Gary Wilson maybe getting blown up. So people that say that was on the offensive line, it wasn't, right? It was yeah. three-step. You're supposed to get rid of the ball. If it's not there, you have to kill it. And Brady can speak to that too. But how about well, a quarterback that nobody's really talking about? Josh Johnson, who was with the Jets, who knows this system, the last two years, right, he was with the Jets and the 49ers, all from the Shanahan tree. So is Nathaniel Hackett. He's the third quarterback for the Ravens right now. Let's not forget, Joe Douglas has a relationship with the Baltimore Ravens. So a seventh-round yeah, pick I, may get it yeah, done. I, 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 think, I think the reality is, though, you bring in Josh Johnson, he's not playing right away. Right, like no, no, but that's know, what Zach's going to play. Nobody's Josh is right Josh is there just to be a backup. Like if you bring in Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's there to play. He's not. Yeah, Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan's contract. not coming to be the backup. He's to not Zach coming Wilson. to be a backup to Zach Wilson. He, right. He's playing. Yeah, and that's I think the difference here is like if you went after Jameis, if you went after even Gardner Minshew, you're bringing them in to get them ready by bye week, to give them two weeks to prepare for that first start they're going to have in week seven, and then and you're playing them like that's your intent. And you don't want to have to go this season with Zach Wilson. Now, again, if they make that move, like they're already telling you how they feel about Zach Wilson right. without outwardly saying it. Um, yeah. But but I understand your point there, like bringing in more depth to the quarterback spot. And I think they probably need to do that. Um, but but I don't know that Josh Johnson's the guy like they're going to bring in and say, hey, we're, let's get this guy ready to start by week well, seven. But I, I, mean, I sort of like I sort of look at it like you won seven games with Zach Wilson last year. But that's like, what, I'm saying. what if Aaron Rodgers made him whoa, just whoa, good whoa, enough to on, win eight? Hold on, hold on. 
It wasn't seven. You had Flacco in there. No one's yeah, mentioned Flacco, Flacco so far. Flacco was right? one for the Cleveland he, game, which is which is a, was a, a miracle very... in Cleveland. Don't discount that. Don't discount that. That's okay? Not, no one's done that in how long? Okay. <laughs> I mean, 2,000 years. 2,000 years. It's, like, it's it been like 2,000 games, literally. 2000 it was games. elite. Okay. What he did last year in Cleveland was elite. He did it during his time in Baltimore. Trust me. Played was against that week them. one? That. What? No, it was week two. Was week we, two. We didn't, was, it, was that the one that sparked the – you know, I'll tell you what. Let's they started quick, winning after that, yeah. Let's, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll discuss – if it was Joe Flacco or the week one game that sparked Brady's charitable donations. Next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Was it the was it the week one game? By the way, uh, Brinson, there's Brady here. Was it the week one game or the week two? I feel like it was the Joe Flacco game where, like, the Flacco, Flacco makes this insane comeback that hadn't happened in several thousand years or, like, several thousand games or something like that. And, like, the history, it's, like, twice in the history of football. And Brady's like, listen, I'm sorry, Jets fans. We're not trying to, like, crap on you. I'm just saying you're not going to win that many games. I'll do this. I think it was the week two game what? that caused that, right? The, yeah, probably. I think it was after week two. And, and look, the reality was, as I said last year, there would be, I thought there'd be a five win team based on their schedule, my preseason predictions and all that. People ran with the fact that I said, they, I didn't think they'd be favored in their first nine. They That's said, what yeah, I said. Yeah, I go, yeah, yeah. They That's will right. not be favored, which they were favored one time. One time when they played Denver, who had Brett Rippon. All right. That right. was the only time That's they were right. favored in their first nine. But people took it as people took it as you say, you saying the Jets are going to lose their first nine games. Which is not what I said. Right, I know, I know. I said they wouldn't be favored. Yeah. But again, people don't understand betting still. We're still rolling things out state by state. So maybe they'll get to that at some point. <laughs> well, it's, it's um, also problematic because like people take things out of context all the time. Like, for, like I didn't say Kyler Murray was like the, 30, like the 30th worst quarterback in football. I just said, we don't know what the hell is going to happen with him this season. So I'm putting him in this tier. And then Kyler's like, LOL. And then now all of a sudden, but he's anyway, I digress. The point being is, um, the the twenty two the Jets in twenty twenty two actually profiled as a seven a seven point eight win team per the Pythagorean theorem. Um, I, I but my whole my whole larger point was like, like I I I think it's like you say effort and roll with Zach Wilson. Like what if what if he's what if he plays what if he steps up his play because he's been around Aaron Rodgers and he 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 like soaked in enough by osmosis to become a better quarterback and all of a sudden by osmosis. Now, well, to here, your here's, point, here's the, right? That's here's osmosis. The thing that's something about that. Yeah is when you had Rodgers and Hackett, their time together in Green Bay, you know, it wasn't like LaFleur is there as a part of that play calling process, mm-hmm. but also Rodgers, audibling, checking, getting the yeah, place right. that he wants. And remember, that was like one of those head-butting scenarios between what LaFleur wanted, pre-snap, you know, all that, and what Rodgers wanted. And my understanding is kind of more of, as you look at the, this New York Jets offense, 
I think one of the things that gave me a lot of confidence in what they were going to be able to do offensively was Hackett and Rodgers together and the way that's going to work is Rodgers is an extension out there on the field of what they're trying to accomplish from a coaching standpoint. The difference here is like you're not getting that. You're not getting that wealth of experience, that first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, mind and talent who knows exactly what he wants, what he's seeing, and where he feels comfortable, where he doesn't, what he wants to get to. And that's where I think this puts a lot more pressure on Nathaniel Hackett, which if you go back to last year, obviously things were a disaster there in Denver. And that's what becomes concerning moving forward is if if you had any concerns about them hiring Nathaniel Hackett in the first place, those were alleviated once Rodgers got on the roster. Now that it will be Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, name your next quarterback, now that becomes a bit more of the forefront of concern of what does this offense look like from a play calling standpoint? Yeah, and you but, you saw like the memes out there. It was like Robert Sala like staring into the void, like just like 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 just staring off, like oh my god, I have sixteen more games of Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson. I didn't sign up for this. I mean, d- dudes, what's what's your expectations for the Jets this year? And like like what like you know? So I mean, I mean, if, if you're for Jets fans, they're one and zero. What would like? What does a good season look like? And it can even be like five wins, but Zach Wilson looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win more than five games. I mean, they won seven with Zach at quarterback last year. Their schedule was brutal. Really lean on that. Don't defense. discount Flacco, guys. You keep giving him an extra. It's Flacco was no, a part of one of those. No, wins. but Zach won at least five as the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. I mean, their upcoming schedule before they're by. By the way, and like, I mean, we know, we know it's a gauntlet. It's a I gauntlet. mean, like, I don't Cowboys, know how many Aaron Rodgers is winning. Like at Cowboys, mm-hmm. Pats at home, Chiefs at home, at Broncos, Eagles at home. That is brutal. How about that week five game though? It doesn't. It's not going to have as much bravado now. That I know. I know that stinks. I want to show Sean Payne against Rodgers. Yeah. But, but can, if, I, can I? If you oh, look, God. if you look at this offense, right? I think we saw what it's going to be a little bit in the second half, right? We talked about the offensive line blocking their tail off in the run game. I think we see more 13 personnel. Like, we saw that yesterday with the Jets, and they literally own the Bills' defensive line. I see we're gonna they're going to play action pass. They're going to try to get Garrett Wilson a couple shots when he's out there on one-on-one coverage. One thing we did talk about, right, you would think four to five months Aaron Rodgers with Zach Wilson, some of that had to rub off on him, right? And we saw some of those big-time third-down conversions from, uh, from Zach Wilson, right? We saw the uh, Alan Lazard uh, hitting a hole in zone coverage on third and long. We saw the third down completion to Garrett Wilson, right? And we saw, and Brady can speak to, speak to this, the processing of Zach Wilson. One time there was a light box from the Buffalo Bills, and for people that don't understand that, there was only six people in the box. What Zach Wilson did is he motioned Dalvin Cook back into the box, checked the play, and they ran it and got three yards on third and two. That's processing. That's growth that we saw from the quarterback position. Now, we also saw an excusable interception. We also saw him run back 20 yards one time, and that's what you would like to get out of his game. Now, the good thing is that happened in the first half. We didn't see that in the second half from Zach Wilson. So, Brady, you know this. When you're not expected to play and you're thrust into the action, you're a little jittery sometimes, right? We saw him kind of settle down in the second half. So, uh, again, special teams has been special. It was special last year. They had – the pro bowler, Justin Justin Hardy, as a special teamer. So that unit is always going to come to play. The defense is always going to come to play. I think the issue last year when the Jets lost six straight was Brees Hall not being there. And now you got Dalvin Cook as well. So if one of them goes down, you still feel like you have a reliable back and you can lean on those tight ends in the, in the offensive line to run block. Now, eventually, Zach is going to have to make some throws, and he did that last, on Monday, but he's going to be more consistent with that. So I think that's how this team is going to look. It's going to be led by this run game. 
And it, 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 you're like this. This team is hoping to be the team it was last year before Brees Hall got hurt, right? You're led by correct. the run. Correct. You ask Zach to make some throws. Don't mess it up. Don't turn the football over when you have to. Create. Get outside the pocket, but but don't create a disaster and don't put our defense in bad spots because our defense and our running game will keep us in games. It'll give us a shot to win games as long as you don't mess it up. Like that, that's that's where I think this thing's going. Um, but but yeah, I mean, look. Zach Wilson, we can talk about that another time. I think one of the is more interesting Joe Flacco things, elite, Brady? I think that's the question that needs to be answered. Well, there's <laughs> a lot more football that needs to be played before we figure that out. But um, what's interesting about this is, like, if this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers didn't work this year, like, let's just say they ended up an 8-9 football team. What would have been the status of Joe Douglas and Robert Sala? Oh, trouble. Tr- trouble. Uh, I, I think everybody would have been. been Everybody's fired. Sure. I mean, you, you would have thought, though, like, this injury almost kind of, like, Kicks the can down the road a year. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, they made the move. They were aggressive about it. They're heading this four plays into it. They lose the guy. It's like, well, all right, well, let's push this off for another year before we're really this, overly this critical. Is the Jets like, curse. You got to kind of think, though, this you like, can't, you can't fire the guys who, like, the fluke injury happens. Like, you can't, like, I mean, you know, it's you like, can't well, fire him after that. Like, I just, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I actually would say, if anything, it now not only allows like Zach Wilson to potentially clear up whether he's going to be the guy after Rodgers or long-term or not, it also gives a little more upside to Robert Sala. Like, if things didn't work out, he gets all the downside. If things do work out, it's because of Rodgers. Now it's like, dude, if you're a playoff team with Zach Wilson and oh, you overcome this this year, <laughs> now you look like a genius. Like, now yeah. you're the man. Like, and, and, and by the way, if you don't, you lost Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's figure this out. Let's get Aaron back for 2024. Let's go into it. Well, I think this actually is set up, ironically, like kind of well for Robert Sully. I know they're disappointed. I know they're probably going to hate hearing this. And fans definitely don't want to hear this. But at least for the head coach front office, like it kind of kicks the can down the road for another year. If you go eight and nine, which is doable. I mean, like you, again, your profile is an eight. Yeah, one last year. yeah. Right. You go eight and nine with Zach Wilson after losing Aaron Rodgers four snaps of the season. The only narrative that you're going to hear in the offseason is what or, or, the, or the like throughout the season is going to be like, what would this team have been with Aaron Rodgers? Which is like people would be like, oh, well, I mean, obviously a 12 or 13 win team. Robert Sala, right. Robert Sala might could go eight and nine with Zach Wilson. Maybe when if, if they go nine and eight, he might win coach of the year. If they, if, if like would. that's actually a pretty good bet, if you can get uh, I'll see what it is out there. But coach of the year, like if I mean, if they win. Eight or nine games after losing Aaron Rodgers four snaps in the season, he is going to get some votes for that for sure. I think if you make the playoffs as a nine and eight team, for sure. Okay. Um that's what it's gonna take in the AFC. At what, least that probably double digits. Because I think the way I was projecting I was, it, I think 10, you're gonna get a double digit win team that's gonna be left out. Yeah. Salah is currently uh, 14 to 1. It's not great. You think it'd be lower, but I mean, I guess people are kind of expecting, like, all right, if he survives a Rodgers thing. Um, what would you at, at age 39? I'm not, I don't know how old you guys are. I, you guys are young. I'm, well, I'm older. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the injury for a second. Let's take a quick take a break. break. We're going to take a break. Quick break. And then we'll come back yeah. and talk. Will Aaron Rodgers retire after the season? We'll discuss next. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay so aaron Rodgers is 39 years old i'm older than that most people don't believe that i know it's weird uh most people think i'm 36 it's fine um i can't remember how i don't remember how old you guys are i mean you guys are younger than me obviously because i because I'm old, but um, definitely younger than Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, not far behind him. I'm not far. You behind guys him. could tell me you're 29. And I would believe it. Okay. That's how young you two look. I, I mean, you know, as a 36 year old, I feel like I, I recognize that. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think the odds are that Aaron Rodgers is done after this year? And, and like how Brady won? I'm curious, like the rehab from left Achilles. So it's yeah. not, it's not your plant foot, but it's also like, you don't, you don't want to go out like that. And at the same time, man, that is a freaking long road back. I did, I did hear AJ Hawk um, talking on the uh, Pat McAfee show about sort of like how it's like, you got to do the rehab anyway. You know, like you, like do you, if you're, if you're a regular dude walking down the street to your day job in like Manhattan yeah. and you rupture your Achilles, you still got to do the rehab. Like just, right, you know, so right. like he's got to do it yeah, anyway, I mean, right? You got you to be able to walk. So it's not <laughs> like you're going <laughs> right, right, right. It's not like you're not going to do the rehab for, right. for an Achilles tear. Uh, only, only my dad who got a knee replacement did basically two weeks of rehab and thought he was good. And he's like, yeah, I've got a chopper bad Quinn. Yeah. That's a very chopper so, Quinn. Thing to do. Chopper like a year and a half later is like, why does this thing not feel better? It's like, well, chops, <laughs> you only did two weeks of rehab. All right? You call <laughs> it supposed to be like six months of he's physical self, rehab. self-taught, you call right? He's self-taught. Chops? Anyway. Chops and choppy? Do you call him choppy? Choppy, chops, chopper. I mean, oh, we're all man. over it. But, what a great um, name. So the so my wife suffered a torn Achilles and just and granted smaller right in size so you, you would think she could come back faster she came back super fast it happened in 2000, uh, 2011 World Championships in Japan she was able to have surgery have it repaired and and be able to get to the point where at trials back wow. in twenty twelve she was doing beam she was doing vault 
So that's a lot of hashtag Brady no longer in trouble. I like this. (laughs) Well, the point the point is like no longer is was she facing like you know she was able to do those things, which is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pounding on that Achilles on that on that tendon. So you know it can be done. Like the rehab and the recovery is is about six months now. There's less invasive ways of doing it. It's come a long way, and especially as far as recovery, how they can get them back. And and to AJ's point, yeah, of course, like they're gonna have to rehab anyway. So clearly he's going to be ready for it. Now he's incentivized by his contract. He's incentivized for a lot of reasons. Um, and I think he's probably got a sense and a feel for how great it was to be a jet, and how different it was and really wants to tap into now what that's going to be for 2024. So I think all those things are out there and part of it, by the way, the fact that it's his left to me is an even better sign Shoot. for this reason. When you're a right-handed quarterback, you're constantly dropping back on that right leg and you're pushing. I'll be honest with you. I, I constantly was dealing with, uh, tendonitis. There was times where I thought my Achilles was going to pop by then a training camp. Really? You got so used to pushing off, pushing off. Yeah. If you're dehydrated, if you've like, everything feels like it's tight back there. So you're constantly getting it worked on soft tissue work and everything else. And so that it's more problematic to me if it was as right as compared yeah. to his left. I mean, this injury isn't happening if he doesn't get rolled up on by Leonard Floyd, right? This is a contact injury. It wasn't like he was like running and it popped on him all of a sudden. So all those things to me are pluses and reasons why, look, he's going to get surgery soon. He'll be able to start the rehab process. He should be full go, ready to go by 2024. The one thing I think if you look at his game, and we talked about the cut blocks, dudes, you mentioned that, and, he, and he's talked openly about not liking that because he can't create, can't hold on the ball. That's true. But he's getting up there in age of 40. One of the things he's got to really watch what Tom did and learn from is Tom Brady at the end of his career was throwing passes at like two and a half seconds. Right, yeah. It's impossible for a rush to get there if you're catching the ball and in under two and a half seconds, getting the ball out. That really hasn't been Rodgers' style necessarily, but it might need to be as he gets older. And it's not because he can't throw the ball down the field. Clearly, he's got all the tools and the ability to do every once. It's just so you limit any of these hits. Like any of the potential of you getting hit, someone falling on you, rolling up on you, getting close to you, any of that. Like if he can change that portion of it too, moving forward, I think that's the one thing that like he's got to evaluate and say, I got to find a way to get in the ball out of my hand quicker, or we got to do more seven man protections and block some things up where I have a little extra help because we got playmakers who can make it a contested catch, and I'm accurate enough to put it in a spot where I don't care if the guy's double covered, I'll give my wide receiver an opportunity. The uh, final four years, excuse me, final five years of his career. So Tom Brady was sacked. Um, 35 times in 2017 when he won the MVP at age 40. Final four years of his career, sacked more than 22 times just once. Like, got to 40, got banged up, still won the MVP, realized I can't, like, I just can't take these hits on my, on my body. Um, dude, actually, while we were recording this, uh, Robert Sala said, quote, I'd be shocked if this is the way he's going to go out. Um, and said he hadn't talked to, to talked to Roger either, but like, I mean, you, you, you know, you play for this team and it's, you know, it's like, I don't. I don't think that, uh, Mike Garofalo had a really interesting report on NFL Network after the game. He said he was talking about how people around the Jets were like, "Look, he's played in Super Bowls. He played at Green Bay. Um, he, we think he's going to be kind of like, whoa, when he comes running out of this field on 9/11. You know, he's holding the flag." And and Garofalo said, like, you can see the smirk on Roger's face where he's kind of like, "Wow." Like, I mean, like, do you think like it's sort of? I mean, pun intended. Like a bite of the apple here. He sort of really does want to come back. 
Yeah, I think Brady kind of alluded to this about talking about Rodgers going to a new place, right? You find youthfulness. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers found when he went to New York. And I was talking to some people, and Brady, you said you were there. They said they hadn't seen MetLife like that in forever. Like the excitement, the energy that was in that building. And green the Green Bay Packers, I've played there most Like literally the entire they, life of the building, probably, for the Yeah, Jets, they, anyway. they, they have a loyal fan base, but I, I believe Jet fans are way rowdier than the Packers fans. Like I, when, when we went there, it was never really that loud uh, in, in Green Bay. Uh, but the, the New York faithful, as Brady talked about, like there was so much excitement around Aaron Rodgers. So just knowing the competitor he is, having competed against him, like I, I'm with Robert Sala. There's no way you want that to be your last play in the NFL, right? A torn Achilles on the field, especially only four plays into the season. To Brady's point, it's one thing if it's at the end of the game or if it's week 17 or it's week 16 that happens. But for you to put it in all that work, to prove the doubters wrong, because that's essentially what he was trying to do this year. To do all that to fake excitement for Hard Knocks. Like, yeah, to really to be a leader on Hard Knocks plays. that entire time. <laughs> yeah, to go out there in four plays and for it to end like that, there's no way. Just just knowing the competitive Roger, competitor Rodgers is, I don't believe that's going to be his last play. I do believe he comes back. Now, I do have a question for Brady. Ooh. Let's say Zach Wilson is a comparable quarterback with this championship defense to run game. And the Jets win 10 games and get into the playoffs. What do you do next year? In you regards to – you still start Aaron Rodgers? That's why I wanted to ask Hell you. Hell, yeah. It's not even debatable. <laughs> like it. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about the pipe dreams as a Jets fan and, you know, personally. I thought you were asking Brady. Hey, Brady, I mean, if he plays are like you, you played willing last to come out of retirement and, and to, they win to play for games. the Jets? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a workman's comp claim. I don't think the, Mr. Johnson's too excited about that. I don't think there'll be any Tom Oh, my bad. I got some communication after that whole. That's the thing they don't tell you, Leger. It's like when you make those workman's comp claims, owners get oh, pretty upset hate about it. that. They yeah. hate it. Is it yeah. turf related? Please tell me it's turf related. Uh, it would, no, it was out on the practice field where it happened. So, oh. um, it was like, and they have great, look, they have great practice facilities. It wasn't anything like that. Just something that happened. <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. Brady, Brady um, don't want that smoke. <laughs> not, not, no, not the Johnson and Johnson smoke, man. No, no. Yeah, you don't. Uh, yeah, Brady, do you see that Brady's skin? He doesn't want to, he don't want to mess around and get Johnson and Johnson mad at him. I don't want to get um, jabbed either. You know, a bunch of jabs <laughs> coming at you, which, <laughs> and by the way, I mean, is this, is this karma, by the way, for Rogers not wanting to get you? Yo, Phil, too soon. Too soon. Too soon, bro. I mean, those jokes too were – the thing, the thing about, like, Twitter and social media that's so wild is, like, this entire Jet season was absolutely ripped apart in, like, a split second. And it took maybe, maybe five seconds for people to start just – Pew, pew, pew. With like, like, like some like people were like, Aaron Rodgers, questionable return. It was like immunization. And then like, you know, I saw, I saw a tweet. It was like, you know, like, like Brady joke at the top. It was like, Hey, dude, lasting four minutes is pretty good these days. Like, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's not bad. It's like, Jesus, man. Um, I'm just saying social media. I mean, crazy. he did see the bar though, ready. by the way. Right. They were, they were going to be, you didn't watch all that. If the Jets lose, they were going to buy everyone. Oh yeah, that was that. incredible. Yeah. So oh, as that soon was as amazing. Rogers went down, people started running up the tabs. Run that yeah. tab up, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you see the, the mean, punt return over time. Got to you, pay I mean, it. Got to pay it out. There's a video, and people were like, "Like, oh my god! Like, oh boy! I just rang up a seven hundred and fifty dollar bar tab, chugging Fireball, and the Jets won with Zach Wilson. That is that bar's definitely I mean, in the black this month. I would have been firing. <laughs> I would have been firing off shots. You're like, give me. I want. It was like no top shelves. So you're like, give me the nicest, like 
uh, ranch water I can get. Um, I want like give me a Casamigos. Casamigos and like give me that Louis. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't get yeah, but like I also take uh, forty two car bombs and like all of a sudden, Good <laughs> Lord or whatever cement mixers, fireball shots. <laughs> yeah, your bomb would be nice, is, you know? wasn't have made it that night. Yeah, a ton of Jaeger bombs, which are RBVs, Pete Prisco style. Um, RBVs. RBVs, Red Bull Vacas. That's what Pete drinks. Uh, that's true. Pete has an unhealthy Red Bull thing. He's going. too old for that. He needs to stop. Yeah. Well, now he's on the Ocympic or whatever to like. <laughs> he is. He said that on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I don't know if that was public. I mean, he he, he got on there and goes, Ocympic. I was like, all right, Pete. He's, he's skinny Pete kidding. now. So right, I, I told Pete. him, I was like, should you, be, should you be mixing that and testosterone? I'm not sure you should be taking no. both at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like old man vampire, like, like, in, like induction. Like it's going to turn him into like a bloodthirsty, like, <laughs> or he's going to live forever. He's just still live forever. Nobody, nobody wants that to happen. Um, okay. We're not going to talk about Thursday night football because we just don't have enough time. <laughs> um, quick thoughts. Do you guys, guys want to make a pick real quick on Thursday night football? No, uh, no Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, that's the that's a big concern because if you look at film, Jalen Carter rushed his tail off last mm. week versus the New England Patriots, and the interior three for the Vikings they struggled, especially when Garrett yeah. Garrett you know Bradbury went out and Darisaw got beat up in that game, but he came back in. So we'll see on a short week. I mean, the Eagles are dealing with some injuries too, Nicole. Nicole Dean played well. He's on IR now. Uh, I think I think Bradbury I think got Philly a concussion. The Vikings. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the line was seven. Up, it's already come down to a, a point, so it's now yeah. uh, Eagles giving six at home. Six. The interesting yeah. thing too that came from last week uh, was uh, Baker Mayfield had mentioned one of the players at halftime. They knew the Vikings uh, signals, so they knew all really? the defensive signals when they're playing cover two, cover three, everything else. Maybe one of the reasons too that Tampa Bay was able to come back beat the Vikings. So Brian Flores and that defense for Minnesota is going to have to figure out a way now of not giving away what what coverages they're playing, and it's tough to do sometimes, right? You try to keep things simple. Leger, you know this. You're playing a new defense. You're trying not to create too much, you know, havoc for for a defense out there communicating, uh, especially one that's going to be, you know, in this case, um, you know, playing on the road. So uh, we'll see how the, the Minnesota Vikings respond. Uh, should be, I think it's going to be a close game. Should be a fun game mm. to watch. But uh, I, I like the Vikings in this case to cover. I like them at seven, six now. It's like all right, yeah, you got to like a little bit more. Well, like something, that something that Brady said makes a lot of sense too. You know, it's it's a new young defense, right? Brian yep. Flores is in. You don't want to make it too complicated. And Brady, you can speak to this on Thursday night. You don't have as much time to game plan, so that's I don't right. know if they can change those signals. So mm, that's something the I Eagles mean, you play will D- pick look, up on. Hold on. I, I played on offense. You played defense. All right. Now I'll say this. Don't chill, get mad at me for chill, saying this, but we chill, always felt like on chill, offense, bro. Our guys were a little smarter, so we felt like we could do I a change a little more there. on defense. I knew he was going there. Well, we, have, we have dummy calls. We're like, hey, let's just see if we can say this if they listen to last week's broadcast to hear this call, yeah. you know? And we, we, you know, it could be Ohio, Ohio. And like, you see the defense, they'd be like, what? Like, all right, they didn't listen to last week's broadcast. They didn't listen. They didn't listen to anything. Hey, we're going to run power to the right, power to the right. <laughs> one, one, one thing I am, one thing I am excited to see. Well, I, I was going to say my only, my only job here. I mean, like, I'm not to cut you off, dudes, but my only job is like okay. get us out on time. And Brady does have to be on HQ and like I believe okay. 10 or on spotlight. You probably do too, right? No, nah. Okay. Sure. Well, Brady's got to be on spotlight in 10 minutes. I'll get yelled at if he's late, and I don't like getting yelled at uh, unless I unless I absolutely have to. Um, so we're you guys you want to buy a jersey at least before we sit, go oh, out? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. you can put it on. You never put it on. I know. I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. Well, you're good in now. All right, I'll put it on now. All right, dudes, you, do, you want to let dudes make his point while I put this thing on? Yeah. 
Yeah, produced. the one thing I'm excited to see real quick is uh, Darius Slay had a heck of a game with Justin Jefferson last year in this game. Um, I believe it was a primetime game. I believe it was a Monday night football, if I'm not mistaken. Kirk Cousins usually struggles in primetime, but he's actually done pretty well on Thursday night football. I still like the Eagles to win this game, though. I like the Eagles like to win, win but I think the Minnesota can cover. You know? I think I think it's maybe if Minnesota covers, it's a backdoor cover. Uh, so we got Viking. I got I got Eagles. Eagles. Brady's got Eagles. Vikings. In terms of, I think, up I think the Eagles win pretty easily. Okay, yeah. so we got Cousins right. love the loves the backdoor cover, so he'll be in there. <laughs> sure will. Oh, wow. All right, for news for Brady, I'm Princeton. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. 